Wonderful people of the world and welcome to season three of Go Out and Talk to Strangers. This is Adi. I am a nomadic architect and the founder of the new movement, architectural design studio that designs one-of-a-kind, innovative and creative projects worldwide using the built environment as a tool to help people thrive. During my world travels, I am constantly meeting incredible people, people who are reshaping the way we live, work and connect. The reason I started this show is because I want to highlight the ones who are leading the way. This is the place where I host thought leaders, entrepreneurs and founders of unique projects to share their stories and insights. I want to invite you to be part of the change. If you're looking for something bigger than yourself, if you also feel that we can do better, that standard is simply not good enough, you're in the right place. I hope you'll enjoy today's episode. And I'm very, very excited to welcome to the show, Rosaline Palmer. Hi, Rosaline. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for making the time to be with us today. How wonderful. Uh, so you're a rapid transformational therapist. What does that mean? Correct. So yes, um, so I, I call myself a transformational coach and therapist. And you're right, the, the kind of therapy I'm trained in is rapid transformational therapist and it pretty much does what it says on the tin <laughs> it's <laughs> rapid and it's transformational and it's a hybrid therapy it was created seven years ago by Marissa Peer and I was invited on the very first course I was on the pioneer course um, because I'd known her since the 90s and she saw something in me that maybe at the time I didn't even see in myself reached out asked if I'd like to train in it I I did I was at a crossroads in my life it's clinically hypnotherapy based I'm also a clinical hypnotherapist as well a certified clinical hypnotherapist so it uses a basis of clinical hypnotherapy which is really about regressing or going back to the root cause of those issues those fault lines if you like um to use an analogy with the building I like to say you know the foundation the cracks in the foundation that mm. you've papered over and you and you you've maybe done it so successfully you don't even quite know where those cracks are anymore so it uses clinical hypnotherapy to go back to those fault lines but it's overlaid or nuanced with the psychotherapy and so there's a lot more about maybe how you were wounded as a child parts therapy about which is the bit of you that's maybe turning up or being happy not being happy there's some NLP I'm an NLP based coach as well which is neurolinguistic programming which I'm sure lots of people listening are familiar with but that's really about how we talk to ourselves how we see our world vision and some CBT which is cognitive behavioral therapy and again that's really about how we see the world how we deconstruct what's in front of us so rapid transformational therapy put them all in a blender <laughs> and um, created this kind of super therapy uh, that has taken the world by storm because it pulls on the best of all of those therapies all of those proven therapies to do a very deep dive to get rid of some of those fault lines with people but in a way that also can guide you through and so uh, that's my therapy hat I also am an NLP based coach because what I was finding was 
I was a victim of my own success. It is rapid. <laughs> so it, it was like, yay, this works really well. Oh, I haven't got a client because, you know, one or two or three sessions and, you know, they've dealt with that issue that's been plaguing them for so long. Um, and so I'm like, this isn't a great sustainable model for having a really long relationship with somebody. And people would then say to me, where do we go from here? And how, how can I now reimagine my life going forward? And as I'm sure will come out in this podcast, I have, I have many years of that because I have a business background. I have a coaching background. I have a life experience background where it's about, well, you know, now we've weeded the garden. How do we plant it and make it beautiful for going forward? So yeah, that's what I do. And because I also have a background in PR, marketing, communications, I'm a sort of a natural communicator about a lot of these issues, these psychological, these deep issues that people maybe are a bit afraid of or they hear about, but maybe haven't been explained very well before because maybe they've all seemed incredibly complex or have been explained by very, very clever but complex people. I'm, I'm great at just explaining it in layman's terms. <laughs> so, so I'm very in demand in all of that respect. So I, I have a podcast, I have a radio show, I have a newspaper column because, you know, I, I, I make all of these issues very uh, understandable. Amazing. And where are you calling from today? I'm in the English countryside. Uh, as you probably know, I have a beautiful garden office at uh, the end of my garden in my three acres of English countryside in Lincolnshire, which is probably not the most well-known English county. It's quite flat, very agricultural. Um, <laughs> I have learned to absolutely love it. Uh, we're sort of in the middle and towards the east, if you like, towards the east coast in the middle. Um, so it's a very rural country area um, and I have animals and land and countryside and it's a great um, balance for me in, in what I do as a day job, so to speak. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. Well, I hope yeah, you can see the, the <laughs> images, but I can assure you Rosaline office is really nice. So one of the reasons that I invited you today is because I want to talk about success. I want to talk about choices and how we make our choices and how can we choose better our life path or our next big project. I know you, you're doing a lot of work with leaders and entrepreneurs. Uh, so maybe you can help us to get, go through some of the common mindset mistakes or kind of get a, even a framework to work with. Well, you know, because you and I met on a course that we were on and, and I was, struggling I think is probably you know not an unfair word to to really nail what what was it that I'm you know really all about when I'm at my best and working with my kind of go-to client and I I knew it but I may be I was being a typical shoemaker's child and despite the fact I like to pride myself as a communicator I wasn't quite putting my finger on it and I had this aha moment, as you know, this, as I like to call my hot tub moment, where I remembered that I'd worked with Tony Robbins in the 90s. In fact, I did his PR and I'd done all of his mastery university and I'd gone to various very exciting places, including Maui in Hawaii. And I was running a very successful PR company at the time, doing PR for world leaders like Tony Robbins and lots of really big corporations. I actually had bought an eight-bedroom house in London. Mind you, it was a wreck, but we were doing it up, you know. So I was 
poster girl for this is what hard work and dedication and success looks like. And I was very influenced by people like Tony, who I was working with at very close quarters because I was doing his PR, of, yeah, that's what I want. And he told this story about how he was traveling the world all over giving conferences, running his master university, etc. And that he'd created this beautiful, beautiful home. Um, I'm not sure where it was. I think it was San Diego, but he'd, he'd got the house of his dreams. And he said that he'd come home and his maid was in the hot tub. <laughs> and <laughs> he'd kind of walked past her and he was okay because he'd said to her, she lived in, the housekeeper, please avail yourself of, you know, my home. And she went, oh, Mr. Robbins, Mr. Robbins, your hot tub is so lovely you really should try it sometime <laughs> and he had this aha moment where it was the life I am working really hard and every ounce of me and dedicated and I'm on the road it's not the life I am enjoying and living my maid <laughs> my housekeeper you know other members of my entourage are enjoy enjoying that life I'm seeing a lot of hotel rooms and you know kind of a lot of airports and I'm pretty exhausted and so his hot tub moment was, what's the point, really, of creating this beautiful life if you aren't the one who's actually living it and actually enjoying it? And that really came home to me. And, of course, you park these things and you get caught in the do more to get more hamster wheel. And I definitely did. You know, I'm I'm paying the mortgage on an eight-bedroom house. I'm building a million pound plus PR agency I'm winning awards and wearing all the right clothes and going to the right clubs and so I was on the do more to get more hamster wheel but balancing it out and I was balancing it out with lots of really good things I had an Ayurvedic doctor I went for acupuncture I had somebody come and do massage I had a personal trainer I even had a driver um, and I was just sort of hanging on by my fingernails but you do get caught up in all of that. Um, and I love movies and I love songs. There's a movie with Jack Nicholson called As Good As It Gets. And there's a moment where he sort of stands there and he's got the beautiful apartment and he's got the sort of success. And he kind of goes, is this as good as it gets? And there's a song by Talking Heads called Once in a Lifetime where somebody says, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. How did I get here? And I had that sense over and over. I would sit on aeroplanes. It was always on an aeroplane. You know that moment where you look out the window and you're above the clouds mm -hmm. and it's all lovely? Yeah, it's one of my happy places. <laughs> yeah, and you just gain this incredible perspective. And I just more and more kept thinking, I'm just living the wrong life. It doesn't feel like the right life. And so... The hot tub realization I had whilst doing uh, the prep for my signature course, which I now have, is that there are so many people who have lives that look great on the outside, but they don't feel good on the inside. And so for me, true success is that alignment or realignment, because I've often had it. I've had glimpses of it. I've had times of it. I've, I've had Nirvana and then <laughs> Nirvana <laughs> fades away. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I've kind of thought, yes, I'm here. I've arrived. I, you know, I feel all zen and everything, all my, you know, ducks are in line. And then suddenly uh, a year later and you're really stressed or you realize you're not in a good place anymore. And so it was like, 
How do you have that alignment always, always, so that your life feels as good on the inside as it looks on the super successful outside? And so that you enjoy your hot tub, to use an analogy, I mean, or your toys or everything you've striven for. So that's what I'm all about. And they're the people I work with because not everybody gets them because I've lived that life, because I've had the big house, I've lived in the Bahamas. I've also lost everything pretty much because of, you know, financial loss through my ex-husband. Um, I had cancer, I've had divorce, you know, I, I, I've been on both sides of the track, um, but I, you know, I was effectively a millionaireess at 40 and retired and lived in the Bahamas. So I know what it looks like when people look at it and go, oh, wow, you know, it's all going on. And I know what it feels like when inside you're like, please, please make it stop. Or is this as good as it gets? And for me, I'm unequivocal now. If you're going to work with me, we're going to make that align. We're going to make that life outside be as good as that life inside and both. Because some people, you'll know as well as I do, they could be super successful and they, they won't buy a new car. <laughs> they won't, you know, they won't take time off work or they're like, they'll say to me things like, oh, you know, if only... I had a bit more time in the evening and I'd say, well, why don't you get a cook or why don't you get a driver? And they go, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. I'm like, why well, you could actually. And I had one client recently and I nagged her for probably nag. No, of course. Sorry. Let's let's rephrase that. I carefully coached and guided. Her. <laughs> I carefully coached and guided her and held space for her. And I, I got a, um, a fantastic text from her that I should have maybe had ready. And it was along the lines of, I'm having three weeks away on holiday. I haven't had three weeks on holiday forever. And also, I've got a driver and it's changed my life. I love my days. I relax in the back of the car. You know, I really enjoy my myself you are genius and I you know it's like (laughs) so yeah I'm all about that alignment so that your inner happiness and success and feeling well-being balance joy matches your outer Mm. and how do you well that sounds fantastic first of all and how do you think it's related with purpose Very much so. I I think a lot of the challenge that a lot of people have, so I get, you know, the big figure, six figure earning people who are really at that, is this as good as it gets? And, And I'll say to them, particularly on a therapeutic level, what is it you want? And they'll go well, I I just want to feel alive again. I want to feel driven. I want to feel, yeah, purposeful again. And they've maybe lost sight of that purpose or they don't know what it is anymore. Whereas on the flip side, I had a time as head of marketing and communications for an international charity, the Leprosy Mission. And I have spent time because arguably people with leprosy are the lowest of the low I mean in India they're below the Dalits they're below the untouchables I mean they are below them yeah people with leprosy shunned you know ostracized um outcast really genuinely I mean that's what they you know they they use the word leper which is very pejorative but it really is for somebody who's outcast and I have been in slums in India and Africa and outlying villages in India and Africa And I've been with these people. I've spent serious amounts of time. And I don't want to sound cliched or 
facetious by saying a lot of them are really happy even though they got nothing because you know I'm sure if they had <laughs> half the things we have they'd probably be even happier yeah. but they do seem to have purpose a lot of them and so very and connection you know connection to other people and a feeling of where they're supposed to be and a kind of feeling of purpose particularly if you've given them a a, a helping hand you know a charity an international NGO or people have given them decent housing and sanitation and all the basic fundamental human rights that we all should have really and then meaningful employment uh, or, or just I have a friend and she provides tuk-tuks for women in Sri Lanka Ooh. because um you know they they become their own bosses and also other women in Sri Lanka want to be safe and so they they paint them bright pink and <laughs> they train the drivers so they get this fantastic income because otherwise you know particularly if they were a single mother they did it after the tsunami because there were a lot of women who had children and no um means of support you know it gave them purpose it gave them meaning so People often have lost their purpose and often they lose their purpose in this get more, do more to get more, to be more kind of hamster wheel. And they're like, what is it again? So, yes, I I have over the last year, interestingly, particularly with the weird world we've been going through, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of work on myself. And that has been about my soul alignment, my soul journey. Why am I here? What's the purpose of my life? And so now I'm working increasingly with these kind of big figure earning CEOs and solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, not just to get the alignment, not just to get the balance, not just to feel well in mind and body, but yeah, you're right to get the purpose. So, um, I mean, I can talk more about how I go about it, but you know, I'm, I'm basically saying to you, yes, it's key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you said purpose and community. And I know a lot of our listeners are founders of co-living projects where people actually want to know their neighbors and be part of a community and interact with each other mm -hmm. and maybe share some of the things that we don't always have to own. Yes, 100%. So first of all, I love this mindset. And I feel like you're talking about people that already had some experience in life and then they came to a point that realized that this is not really who I am or this is not what I want and then they did a shift but let's say if someone is at the beginning of that journey is about to create that I don't know yeah. six figures business or, or or an international beautiful amazing project uh, how do we make sure we, we stay true to ourselves how how do we make sure we do our decision making starting from inside rather than looking outwards and look, see what success is supposed to look like and feel like and try to imitate that. Totally. And and I do also work with, you know, those people as well. Um, you know, the leaders of tomorrow or the, you know, the people on their way way up to that that area. I think the key is uh and I've stolen this. Somebody else came up with this terminology, but it's brawls. And that stands for bullshit rule. <laughs> so, <laughs> tell me more, the, tell me more. Yeah, so we are, so let's back up. Let, let This probably gives you a better explanation. 
Let's talk about something that's talked about a lot, imposter syndrome, living behind the mask. You know, I've got imposter syndrome. I turn up, I don't enjoy it. I'm, you know, I'm I'm Beyonce, but I have to go out on stage and be Sasha Fierce. Or I feel like an imposter in my life. Or I self-sabotage because I don't really want to do that. I'm CEO of my company and I'm, I really just want to be at home and grow plants. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like an imposter. I'm not at one with with who I am. I maybe I'm having to wear a mask to get through stuff, or I, I, or like Julia Roberts in The Runaway Bride, which is in my book. Um, there's a scene where she breaks down because she's always been a people pleaser and she's in a cafe and they ask her how she likes her eggs and she doesn't know because she's always pleased whoever she's been with. Oh, Brad liked them poached or chip like them boiled or whatever and so we grow up with um rules bullshit rules and those rules will be from our community they will be from our culture they will be from our family you know so we're a family that doesn't wash our dirty washing in public we're a family that money is the root of all evil we don't want to be rich because it makes you bad bad people only bad people they're not people like us and and of course children always think that anything that goes wrong is their fault you know again I really like Pink the singer and she has a song called Family Portrait where the family the portrait's all lovely and smiling and behind it it's like Armageddon you know and it's all going wrong the parents are on the brink of divorce and the lines are along the lines of, you know, mummy, daddy, please, or daddy, please stay. I promise I'll be good. So children always think if everything's going wrong around them or if they're not happy, if they're not the A-lister at school, they're not the one, you know. So let's say they're a very creative child, but they've been put into a highly academic school. They're just going to feel like a failure. Or they're a highly academic child and they're put in a gymnastic college. I don't know, you know, and they, they, they can't run <laughs> to save their life, but they could they could work out how to split the atom. You know, they, they're just going to feel like a failure. So... That sense of, I don't belong here, I'm not happy, I'm not at one, plus the rules that you, you live by, you know, so this is what happens in our culture, this is how girls are, this is how people are, this is what we do. All of that, you know, kind of creates who you are or forms who you are. Then you go out into the world as an adult, so to speak, and... You follow them often, particularly if they're cultural. You know, we come from a second generation of a culture where we're going to sacrifice so that you can do well and go to university and you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to do really yes. well. All our hopes are on you. Didn't you see how we did 80-hour weeks and terrible jobs, you know, so that you do that? And, of course, you know, I'm not saying about being ungrateful, but it might not be who you are. You could be a square peg in a round hole. So what happens is all of that, all of your, what we were talking about, your your principles, your passion, who you are, it's all been stifled. It's all, you, you've never had permission to have it because of the rules. So you have to start to question what are the rules that I grew up with? What are the rules that I'm following? And of course, some of them are rules and some of them are very good rules and some of them are things that you are going to continue to, to hold and respect. You know, let's say, you know, you're, you, you observe the Sabbath on a certain day or, you know, it's a kind of a religious thing and that's very important for you and you're connected to your community because you do it absolutely brilliant. 
All I'm saying is work out if it works for you. Is it still serving you? Because if it's not, it is a brawl. It's, it's BS. And once you start to see through the BS rules, the things that are holding you, you know, I think I said in my book, I felt like I was often a player in a play in a part that I couldn't remember <laughs> having auditioned for. <laughs> so when, when did I audition for this? You know, how did I get here? What What was that about? I think once you start to do that, that frees up the space, the growth, the knowledge, the compassion, the understanding to go, what is it that makes my heart sing? What is it I really want to do? You know, what is it that maybe I was never allowed to do because it wasn't culturally acceptable or, you know, just the way it was? And that's not a betrayal of your culture or your parents. You know, it may be as if you walk in and kind of throw it all in their face. You know, let, you know <laughs> let's all be or be compassionate here. Every, I don't think there's very many parents who ever wake up and think, what can I do today to screw up my child? <laughs> what can I do today to, <laughs> Hopefully not. to really yeah. make their life a mess? You know, that they will have done it generationally through good intention. You know, they didn't want you to have a menial job because they had one and it was horrible and they had no control. They want you to have a lovely house. They want you to have all those things. But the alignment comes from you working out, are these rules working for me? And that's why people will then, you know, let's say somebody who's trained as a lawyer or, or somebody will go, you know what, I'm going to go and live in a community and we're going to make cheese, <laughs> you know, and I'm going, to, <laughs> I'm going to put my passion into creating a vegetable garden or whatever else. And I, and I think we are now... And certainly all the spiritual work I've done, you know, Age of Aquarius, the New Awakening, everything that's going on. We are now in that place where now is the time that you can create that passion and purpose for yourself. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I can only testify for myself having the success of being an architect at the standard path, just following whatever script I should be following and just realizing that this is not enough for me yeah just keep asking myself well is that all there is <laughs> you talked a lot about songs so for me it was you know uh, peggy lee is that all there is <laughs> you know it's just like is that all there is? is am i supposed to be happy with this nine to five being you know upset on a monday and uh, can't wait for the weekend to come mm -hmm. is that how life's supposed to look like and what does it mean if If I want more, if this is not enough for me, am I not hardworking enough? Am I lazy? My parents did well. Well, my, my father is at the same job for the past 40 years. Yeah. And of course, that's where you'll be judged by their, you know, and again, no offense to your parents, but sure. by those rules, by those rules of your family, the community you grew up in, you know, that's where you will, you'll feel that you're coming up short because, you know, that that's how it's supposed to be. Um, and I'm, you know, a bit older than you. And, and I've bought into some real BS. I mean, real <laughs> BS. You know, I was the generation in the 90s, uh, when I was trying to get pregnant, that was like, well, I'll just have a fax installed at the side of my bed in the maternity hospital because, you know, once I've given birth and had a cup of tea, I'll be, I'll be back on it. Yeah. You know, I'll need three days out the office <laughs> and, 
we we bought into this kind of superwoman myth that and and boy did we pay for it we paid for it with our health our marriages our well-being um and it was bs i'm sorry you know it is it is but my question is do we always need a crisis to take that leap of faith you have that moment when you realize okay i'm not going to keep on doing that i'm going to do something different i'm going to create something that is different that is of value for people but i guess from what i've heard and maybe you can correct me people often need that something big that's going wrong how can we make that shift before reaching that point i hear you i hear you it's a great question I was doing a lot of clubhouse and podcasts a few years ago and I heard somebody in the audience say to me, oh, in an American accent, which I'll attempt to do, apologies to anybody American listening. <laughs> uh, and she went, oh, you've turned your mess into a message. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's quite cool. I quite like that as a soundbite. And then it bothered me and I thought about it later and I thought, Hmm, maybe, kind of, but actually it didn't take the mess for me to get the message. And I got caught up in a few speaking uh, engagements where I'd talked about burnout and resilience. And again, I realized I'm not really burnt out. I, I actually sold my PR company and moved to the Bahamas. <laughs> you know, I had quite a nice time for a couple of years, actually, walking on the beach and going to the gym and, and various things. My issues came after that, you know, cancer, divorce, they came a couple of years after that. So it's not really mess. It wasn't, it, it turned into a bit of a mess. Okay. So For me, there were a lot of crises that made me stronger. You know, there's a poem, strong trees do not grow with ease. The stronger the wind, the stronger the trees. Mm. I definitely became a strong tree, but I genuinely was already on the trajectory, already on the path about what did I want? You know, what, what did life have for me? So you're right. And I think for many, many people, I see this particularly wearing my therapist hat. It does take a crisis. It does take a mess. And they are like, whoa, you know, we can't do this anymore. You know, what's happened? You know, everything I built, my wife's just walked out the door or I've now got a serious illness or my company's imploded or whatever. So, yes, it does happen, but it doesn't have to happen. And so how, there lies the rub, how do you have that nirvana of, of moving to your purpose, moving to knowing what your message is without it taking a crisis. Well, again, I think it's really about that. What are my rules? What are my values? There's a very easy exercise, your musts versus your shoulds. Yes, I was just about to ask about the exercise. Yay! Yes, musts and shoulds, you know. So what are my musts? What are my musts? And how could I get them in a different way? So if I must have financial freedom, how could I get that financial freedom maybe without having to work 80 hours a week and in a job I despise? You know, if I must have the following, how do I get it? Or is it a should? And if it's a should... Why is it a should? You know, maybe it should be a must. You know, like, I should take care of my health. No, you must take care of your health. Why do you not feel you're worthy of putting yourself first? So 
Again, all of these values and there's ways you can check in with your values, all of these are, you know, they are like the guiding star. They're the North Star that guides you. And before you, it all goes dark and your torches failed and you don't know where the North Star <laughs> is anymore and you fall over the cliff, you know, work out, you know, how is it I'm getting there? And of course, you won't always set a perfect path where everything goes right. You know, again, there's a great saying, there's many, many paths up the mountain, but the view from the top is the same. Yeah. I, I think it's that constant work of, okay, this wasn't maybe the outcome I wanted, but what has it taught me? What has it taught me what to never do again? I'm a great believer in a stop doing list. Don't just have all these, I must, I must, I must do to my to-do list, my five-year goals, my 10-year goals. This is what I'm going to have, my vision board. Look, I'm not being pejorative. I think all of those things are really important, but life often gets in the way. And if if you're so focused on, you know, I must be a millionaire by blah, or, or actually I, I want to get out the rat race. I want to go and live in a co-habitation community, but then you start worrying about, let's say somebody has an illness and you're thinking, how do I pay for the healthcare? You know, there are realities that crop up in this. It's like, well, what should my musts and shoulds be now? What have I learned from this detour in the road, this fork in the road? And then you get back to looking at the top of the mountain again. So where now? I came past base camp. Where do I go now? So for me, it's always having that evaluation. And of course, that often has to happen on both a subconscious and a conscious level, because consciously, you know, we'll, we're smart people. Anybody listening to your podcast is somebody who takes the time and trouble to learn from other people and invest in themselves and expand their mind and their horizons and all the reasons I listen to wonderful podcasts such as your yourselves, such as yours. Emotion will always beat logic always. Mm. Emotion will always beat logic. So you can logically think yourself through anything, but you know, what are those inner wounds? What's that inner child? What's that five-year-old who never got listened to not getting? And so sometimes that deep work has to be done too. And what I know is, because I do it with people, when you do that deep work, when you remove those fault lines, the cracks in the foundations that you've just been putting more and more cement over and more nicer carpets and going, (laughs) I don't know why the house is now leaning. What's going on? You know, once you address those, once you really go, is this even the house I wanted to build? I mean, for you, your life. Mm It's just, just the one that my parents wanted me to build. My culture wanted me to build. I was fixated on building when I was 15 because I was the popular girl at school and I found it easy to do maths. Is this who I want to be now and where I want to be now? And how can I enjoy the journey, the hot tub moments as I move to the next stage up the mountain? That That's really what I'm all about. Mm. Very well said. I kind of want to have it as a poster on my wall. (laughs) (laughs) Which bit? (laughs) Oh, all of it. (laughs) We can do the ones with the different fonts. Um, Wow, very well said. I I loved it. And it looks like we're almost coming to an end. It went by so quickly. I know. We still have like a million questions I want to ask you. If people want a very simple takeaway, because I know I've I've said a lot, but I think they're all on the same theme. So a life of balance and success and wealth is about 
have a get all if you like, and the balance. And we have five fingers. You need five Fs. Faith, faith in yourself, in God, in nature, in something beyond yourself. Fitness, mind and body. The mind controls the body, body controls the mind. Friends, that's your connections, your tribe, who you're with. Family, that could also be your tribe, your community, the one you choose to be in. And finance, because, you know, money or energy or worthwhile work, what you're doing, paying it forward, leaving a legacy, that's all really important. And then I would add, for very quick measure, forgiveness and fun. So don't forget to have fun along the way and don't forget to forgive yourself and others because otherwise you're going to be held back. So the five Fs plus the two bonuses of yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that will see you through. And any day you can just check in. How am I doing on this? You know, am I focusing totally on finance and I forgot to have any fun or I've neglected my family or my community or my friends? What about my faith? <laughs> you know, all of this keeps you... Imbalance. Amazing. You know, a friend of mine once said, if it's not fun, it's not sustainable. Because it has to be fun. I know. And you know, I was terrible for not having fun because I grew up, again, That were, they were my brules. I grew up in a culture that was like hard work, hard work, hard work, hard work. When then? When we've done everything and got all our ducks in line, then we can have some fun. You know, and and also Saturday's child. Oh, you're a Saturday's child. You work you work hard for a living, and I literally worked out that I'd forgotten about fun. <laughs> you know, I didn't feel that it was available to me, and it was like, well, it is available to me because I'm going to make it available to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so before we uh, come to an end, I have one last question that I ask all my guests. Uh, this question is called the wild napkin. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so you go into a bar. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you drink, but let's say you do. And you have a couple of drinks and your mind is really free. And all of a sudden you have the craziest idea, but all you have is a napkin. So you write it down. The next day you find it. What does it say? Ooh, what does it say? It has said very different things at different times in my life. Now it would say Tenet Nostre, which is in the matrix. It's above the flat that the oracle lives in. And it's Latin to mean look inside because my napkin would say all you need is already within. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I'm going to share the links to your website and LinkedIn profile on the show notes. Uh, what is the best way to connect with you? Where should we find you? Well, uh, either via my website, but probably email me, uh, which would be hello at rosalindpalmer.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I post pretty much every day and I do lives over there mm. and it's easy on the messaging. Beautiful. So uh, email me, go through the website or connect on LinkedIn. Amazing. Sounds good. I'm going to make sure the links are there. And I want to thank you again for taking the time and share your beautiful wisdom with us. Thank you. Thank you. That's very, that's very kind. I love, <laughs> you know, I love talking to you. I'd, I'd just do it even if we weren't being recorded, but it's lovely to be here. Likewise, likewise. And thank you for what you're doing. I love it. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. It's, it's really my, my gift. And for everyone that's 
joined us today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with us. I hope you enjoy the show. And until the next time, go out and talk to strangers. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Hi again. I hope you liked today's episode. If you learned something new, make sure to pay it forward and share it with someone in your network that might like it as well. Follow the show and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. As you know, I love to hear from you. If you have a thought or a question regarding today's episode, go to the New Movement website. That's www.thenewmvt.com and use the contact form to leave us a comment. Thank you for being part of the change. I'll see you next time.